Are we able to trust God to work everything out? The whole basis of faith is trusting in what God has said to us. The example in the Bible of faith is Abraham. When God first spoke to Abraham, he told him to do something. Genesis chapter 12, starting at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. He didn't show Abraham where to go. He just said, Leave your father's land, your kindred, and your father's house, and go away from it, into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed, as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, that was his nephew. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. At first, I'm sure Abram just got all of his things together and started out and left his father's house. For it says, Go from your father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And once he took the first step, God showed him where to go. But I can just imagine his relatives saying, What are you doing, Abram? Where are you going? And him saying, I don't know. God has told me to leave, so I'm leaving. I don't know if you've ever had experiences like that in your life, but I certainly have, and usually people in my own household object and give me a fight when I'm doing something that I have heard from God, and believe is God. When I've heard that word from God to do something, very often my own friends and relatives are the ones who object to what I'm doing. As a new Christian in 1975, a woman was taking me to court. She was a customer of mine. I owned a small business at that time in American Indian Arts. I heard a word at that time which I believed to be from God. Although I I was a new Christian, I didn't know anything about following God, but I was soon to learn. I heard, don't testify. I told my lawyer, I said, you may not 
want to represent me because I'm not going to be able to testify. I'm a Christian now, and I believe I've heard a word from God which says to me, don't testify. The lawyer said, oh, no, Joan, we'll represent you. Flo can testify. Flo was a woman who worked for me and witnessed the situation at that time in my shop. He says, Flo can testify, and that'll be all right. But things that I didn't expect to happen happened very soon after that. When Flo found out that she was going to have to testify, she was very angry with me. And she said, since you're not testifying, all the burden's on me. And I said, but what can I do? I believe God has told me don't testify, so I can't testify. This didn't seem to appease her anger very much. The man I was dating at the time said, Joan, you're not doing this girl any favor. And I said, I'm not trying to do the girl a favor. I am trying to obey what I believe God has said to me, and that is don't testify. Well, he didn't understand that at all. Everybody was upset with me. My own side was upset with me. The trial started, and at the first day of the trial, Flo testified, and my lawyer said to me, her testimony wasn't as strong as I had hoped it would be. But if you will testify, we will win this case. And I said, well, I'll see. And I got up and left the courtroom and went in the ladies' room and began talking to God, and I said, what do you want me to do about this lawsuit? And I heard, don't testify. So I went back into the courtroom, and the lawyer was sitting at the uh, table appointed for lawyers, and he was watching the door as I came in to see what I was going to do, and I just shook my head no. He said no more to me about this. The trial went on for two days. I did not testify. I was acquitted. We won. If you have a fear of God, you would be afraid to go against what God told you to do or what you believe God told you to do. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and that's what that means. You would be afraid to go against what you believed God told you. And that's the essence of faith. God speaks to us, and then we do that thing. Here is a promise of God from the Old Testament, but I believe it is valid for us today. Isaiah 45, verse 2. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. In other words, God is saying, I'll make it perfect for you. I'll go before you. So he tells us to do something, or he puts it in our heart to do something. He may bring a word to our mind by the Holy Spirit. 
I've had that happen. And he may just speak to us by the Holy Spirit, by giving us a word. In 2018, I fell at my house in Texas where I lived alone. As the ambulance workers were taking me to the hospital, they rolled me past the front door of my house, and I heard these words from God by His Spirit. It just came into my mind like a thought. You'll never see this house again. One of the things the Holy Spirit does for us is to show us things to come as God wills. So I heard from God, you'll never see this house again. While I was in the hospital, I put the house up for sale. God said I'd never see the house again. I didn't believe that I would ever see the house again. I wouldn't be coming home from the hospital. I did not know if I would live or die in the hospital. I think I was 81 when this happened. And so I didn't know whether I would live or die. I didn't ask God whether or not I would live or die. And I knew it would be all right either way. When you've had experience with God, you learn to trust God. You learn that the thing God plans will be better than anything you could plan. You may not see it at the time, but that's what will happen. You take the first step like Abraham departed because that's what God told him to do. I didn't testify because that was what I believed God told me to do. Your foes will be they of your own household when you hear from God. You must be strong and be courageous, like Joshua was. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, God said to Joshua, and I believe it's the case with us also, just exactly what God said to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law, which for us would be the New Testament Bible, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. We take those scriptures that seem to stand out to us, and we keep them before our eyes day and night, and those scriptures cause us to be able to do the scriptures. Here's another example of that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 is a scripture that I kept before me day and night for a season. Ephesians 4, verse 29. Let 
no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I would look at that scripture when I woke up in the morning. I would think about it during the day. I would stop myself from speaking certain things because I knew they would not edify the other person. They would not minister grace to the hearers. They would stir up evil inside the other person. So I did not allow myself to speak those things. This was during the time that Mrs. Clinton was running for president against Mr. Trump, Donald Trump. I was at my neighbor's house during that time, and I had this overwhelming desire come to ask my neighbors, and what do you think about the election? Well, that'll open the gates of hell. If you ask that question, that will not minister grace to the hearers as this scripture told me to do. But oh, the desire to speak that was so strong in me. Now, I'm not even a political person. I'm not a member of either party in the United States. I don't vote. We are told to pray for the rulers. Sometimes I pray for them, but I don't vote. So I, it's not like I'm a political person. But that desire was so strong. I sat there about 15 minutes talking to them, but really I was fighting the devil who wanted me to speak that. Job said he would put his hand over his mouth if he had to. I finally just got up and went home. I did not speak what I wanted to speak. It controlled my flesh and the devil by this scripture which I had been thinking of day and night. And that's the way it works. Returning to Isaiah 45 verse 2. God says, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. Here is an illustration of that. When I broke a hip and a left wrist in that fall at my house in Texas on December 6, 2018, and was taken to the hospital, at that exact time, one of our church members, Pam Paget, who lives in Colorado Springs, Colorado, was doing construction work on her house. It had come into her heart to convert one of the downstairs rooms at her house into a bedroom and to add a shower to her half bath, making it a full bath so that downstairs she would have a bedroom and a full bath. It had just come into her heart to do this. She had been working with an elderly man, and she saw all his bedrooms were upstairs and how hard that was. And she also had a 
fallen a little bit on her stairs and fallen down some of her stairs. And she had begun to think, I'm sure, what will happen to her if she couldn't get upstairs to her bedrooms. Another thing that had happened at the same time is she had reached for a box that was in her garage and it threw her back out. How am I going to get upstairs to my bedroom? That had to be the question. So when she recovered from all of these little incidences, she decided to build a bedroom downstairs. Came into her heart to do this. Many times things have come into my heart and just all of a sudden been there that I would like to do this. How do you know if that's God? God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. If it takes an extreme amount of money, you better stop and pray, for that doesn't sound like God's plan to me. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Matthew 11. I measure everything by that. James chapter 3 verse 17 tells us the same thing. The wisdom from above is pure, gentle, easy to be entreated. So read that James 3.17. That's the way we know whether or not the plan is from God. Sometimes God will give us a dream showing that it is all right to do this. Sometimes God just puts it in our heart to do something. This is the way God leads us. So God will go before us and fix things. You're probably already getting the picture if you haven't read this writing attached to this podcast because I ended up moving to that bedroom that Pam built. She finished the construction on January 2019. I was released from the hospital February 24th, 2019. Pam had flown to Lubbock, 450 miles from Colorado, to help me move to Colorado. I moved in February 24th, 2019. She had finished that bedroom and bath one month before I moved there. Neither one of us knew at the time she was working on the construction that I was the one who was going to be using the bedroom and the bath. God says, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. If Pam had not done that, I would not have been able to move to her house because I ended up partially crippled as a result of that fall and I couldn't climb stairs. I would have to have a bedroom bath downstairs in order to live at the house. So let's look again at Isaiah chapter 45 verse 2. 
I will go before thee, says God, and make the crooked places straight. He works from both ends, meaning he was working with Pam to get this house ready for me, and he was working with me, telling me you'll never see your house again after that fall that I had. So I knew I wouldn't be returning to that house. He works both directions in the plan that he has for us. Looking at Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I've been at Pam's house for going on four years. Pam does all the technical work for the ministry, meaning she works on the technical part in making it possible for us to publish this podcast. Without her or someone like her, I wouldn't know how to do it. It takes some computer skills. She also publishes our book, self-publishes on Amazon, and it takes computer skills. And she is a retired computer programmer from FedEx. And it takes computer skills to place the blog out there for publication. God provides all our need when he wants us to do something. So now I'm living in Pam's house, and many times I've had a technical problem. I've called her, and she comes into the bedroom, my bedroom, and she says, she says, it's so good that you're living here. It's so much easier for us to do this work on the blog and podcast because you are living here in the house where I am. According to his purpose, Romans 8.28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called, according to his purpose. A woman in our church group, her husband was retiring, and they were going to be moving from Houston, Texas. They put their house up for sale. They received an offer, but it wasn't as much money as her husband wanted. So he wanted to wait and see if they couldn't sell it for more money. But she didn't feel right about this. God had put something into her heart. So she told her husband, I think we should sell the house now, even for less money. Than we wanted. He agreed with her and they took the offer. They accepted the offer. They moved to Virginia. Weeks after they moved to Virginia, bottom fell out of the housing market in the United States. Prices lowered, houses wouldn't sell. Everything was settled before this happened. God knows the future. 
If he puts something into your heart and it's a reasonable plan, meaning that you've tested it and believe it's God, do it then. Again, I will give you Matthew 11, verses 29 through 30, and James chapter 3, verse 17. Check those characteristics to see if the plan is from God. Sometimes he will confirm it to you with dreams. I've had that happen several times. And this woman in our church group had a dream concerning where they would move. And she had told God, said, I really need to know where to move. I need some specific direction. God gave her a dream showing her they would move to Virginia and the city that they would move near and a tape measure showing her the circumference around the city where in that area to move to. It was that specific. Sometimes we have just an impression. Sometimes it's just put in our heart. I still can't remember exactly how I ended up moving from Texas to Colorado. I know at the time before surgery, my hip was broken and they had to operate on me. Before surgery, the nurse came into my room. She told me, she says, before surgery, we must have this paper signed and we must have the name of someone who can be in charge of you in case you are not able to answer medical questions. And instantly I said, Pam Paget is in charge of me. There was another one of our church members who lived in Lubbock. Pam didn't even live there. When I said Pam Paget's in charge, this church member said to me, how can Pam be in charge? She doesn't even live here. And I said to her, I don't know how she can be in charge, but she is in charge of me. The nurse left the room, and later this church member called Pam and said, Joan says you're in charge of her. And Pam replied, okay. Pam has a lot of faith in God. During the time that it was made known to both of us that I would be moving to Colorado, Pam was nervous. She said, what if she doesn't like my dogs? Pam has two big dogs. What if I don't, what if she doesn't like my dogs? And how will this work since I've lived alone for so many years? Somehow God assured her before I moved there. But sometimes there are questions. How will this work? Well, I don't know how it will work. God's in charge. And if he told me to do it, it will work. You have to have that type of faith. First, you have to Truly believe that God has shown you to do this plan. You have to understand the wisdom that's from above so you can reject the plan if it violates any of those areas of wisdom which are cited in James 3.17. But then, as soon as you have full assurance it was God who told you to do this, you go forward. Your household may object, 
Your foes may be they of your own household. But everything will come in line when it is the will of God and you have his word to do this. And he goes before you and makes the crooked places straight. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.